This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this snowy, stormy, free-for-all Friday. This is the day, of course, we talk about what you want to talk about. So let me give the numbers out again. I am hoping that the audience is uh, snug at home waiting out the storm and has a lot to talk about. 416-360-0740, toll-free one. 866-740-4740. And of course, the big news today is the weather. I am looking out the window here in Liberty Village, and frankly, it doesn't look too bad. It looks like a regular snow day. It doesn't look like the roads are slippery. Uh, when I drove in, uh, it was not slippery. It really wasn't too bad. It's probably going to get bad. I know that it's already terrible in other parts of the GTA and the big, quick drop in temperature is already happening. I'd like to hear from you if you've had to change any plans or you know people who have had to change plans, people who either have to be on the road or have to travel. I've got to say, I was, um, I, I don't know what the right word is. I was quite surprised, very pleasantly surprised. So uh, the original plan in my home was to do the big holiday shopping early this morning. And instead, we did it last night. But there were a few things we were not able to get. So uh, we dropped into the grocery store on the way to work, and I was amazed. It was a zoo, exactly what you would expect for Friday, December the 23rd. And all the workers were there, and they were all in a great mood, working hard, and no doubt worrying what it was going to be like when they are at the end of their shift and they have to get home. But my uh, virtual hat off to them, really, thank you. And uh, it was uh, it was something to see, I must say. So the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 740 and let us begin with Sita in Mississauga. Hi, Sita. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good, thanks. So I wish you and your loved ones and everyone a happy, safe holiday, Hanukkah, Christmas, and hopefully next year around the world, people can come together and build our world a much more peaceful and safe place to live. That is a very nice wish for the holiday. Sita, have you had to change any of your Christmas plans? No, because we weren't planning on get together on Christmas Day, on Boxing Day instead, because we're sharing the time with in-laws and my children. 
Mm-hmm. So we're splitting it up. So no, and um, um, Christmas um, planning is carrying stuff back and forth to each other home, and we did our go um, shopping, Christmas shopping, much earlier. Okay, well, sounds like you uh, you did all the right things. Yes, we have to try and make life a less stressful place. Okay, right? <laughs> thank you, thank you, and thank- Merry Christmas, Sita. And boy, I am thinking about some people with extensive travel plans. I mentioned this this morning and I uh, have a friend named Annie who is a very hardworking Filipina woman. And when she moved here, her plan was to go home to the Philippines every two years. And of course, she wasn't able to because of the pandemic. And uh, she, she, uh, I believe, was supposed to leave today, and it is already uh, a 20-something hour flight, and I'm just hoping that it doesn't turn into a huge, huge nightmare for her and for others like her. And, you know, part of it is expectation. If you get there, uh, you know, and you're expecting to be delayed, that's probably a little better if uh, you... Uh, do not expect it at all. Uh, aside from the storm and travel plans, uh, I'm afraid we have some very disheartening, terrible stories to talk about. And one of them is a shocker this week that eight teenage girls charged with swarming and murdering a man in Toronto. And Joy and Markham wants to talk about that. Hello, Joy. Well, hello, Libby. Good afternoon and compliments of the season to you you and yours. Thank you. And I am calling in reference to what you just said. My question is, where are the parents of these young teenage girls? I remember, Libby, at age 13, I was still playing with my dolls. And I'm not one for, um, you know, save the rod and spoil the child. You know, I'm very disciplined. And um, even as I speak to you right now, Libby, at age almost 80 years old, I am getting ready to go to work. I have an afternoon or evening shift that I have to take care of the elderly. And I'm very proud of that that I'm still able to do that. Good for you. That's fantastic. And thank you. You're welcome, Libby. And I am so appalled at these teenage girls. Where are the parents? That is my concern. Are they too busy to be monitoring the activity of their children? Because these are children. Well, yes, these are children. We we don't have all the facts. The identity of the girls is protected because they're juveniles. And sometimes it's uh, hard to blame the parents because if you have a situation with a single parent, a single parent who perhaps has to keep down two and three jobs, it's not easy for them to keep total track of their children. Uh, so uh, we just don't know, but that is a very good and uh, very clear question. What about the parents? Yeah, and, but you uh, know, Libby, 
I am a single parent who raised three kids single-handedly on my own, and they are doing very well in life. They're responsible. They have good jobs, you know, and uh, if you recall the saying, monkey see, monkey do, okay? So it starts at home. I am uh, Libby. I, I just want to stay in the frame of the Christmas spirit. I don't want to lose my, you know, cool. Yep. But I am really appalled. And my heart goes out to the family of that deceased gentleman. He was minding his own business. And, uh, and, and his friends and uh, yes. confidence. And, and, and uh, it's possible that, uh, you know, the families of those girls are yeah. in shock as well. But again, we don't know. Joy, thank you very much for your call. And Merry Christmas. I'm going to go to Pam in Musselman's Lake. Hello, Pam. Hello, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm excellent. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All the rest of it. Thank you. You too? Um, I wanted to share something really positive because I know that the news right now is, is very negative and very disturbing for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, our local pub, the Coach House Pub, and all of its patrons um, raised over $900 for the local food bank last Saturday. That's nice. Uh, yes. $1,100 for the Lions Club to help out families in need and an entire truckload of toys to be given away. And I want to tip my hat to all of those wonderful people, to the staff, um, to all of the patrons who were so kind and so generous. I know it's a tough year for everybody. And the fact that they cared so deeply about people in need really warms my heart this time of year. Yeah. And, you know, amid all of this trouble, and there's a heap of trouble in the world today. There's still a lot of kindness and a lot of good things happening as well. And especially this time, we have to focus on those. Pam and yeah. all your friends at the pub, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Libby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Debbie on Highway 401. Hello, Debbie. Hello, Libby. Happy Hanukkah. And yeah, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to comment on uh, the Robbie Lane uh, special a couple of weeks ago that was on Vision TV. Yep. Um, there was uh, the rabbi and the cardinal, and uh, it was so nice to see them respect each other. And uh, it was really nice. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, neither of them tried to up the other which I thought was really impressive. No, they're, uh, they were lovely. Uh, uh, I was in the green room. I went in to say hello, and uh, they were very friendly. And, you know, they want peace on earth. And uh, it's, we're a far distance from that, but it is great to see interfaith cooperation. You're right, Debbie. Yeah, well, that's, that was all my comment for today. Thank you so much for your program. Okay, you're very welcome. Right, let me give you the numbers out again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And, you know, nobody has called me to talk about changed or canceled plans because of the weather. You know, sometimes you wonder because uh, about 10, 
less than 10 days ago. Remember the last uh, warning about Snowmageddon and it really didn't materialize. It was a bit of a bust, but it looks like this one is real and it's certainly already caused havoc in the United States, which is where it is coming from. So I do want to hear if it has played havoc with your Christmas or, and I hope that people are just uh, snuggled up at home and listening. And there are unfortunately some very sad and negative stories this week in our area. We have that terrible swarming by eight teenaged girls accused of murder, second degree murder. And from the sounds of it, They only knew each other on the internet, on social media. They somehow agreed to meet downtown fairly late for 13-year-old girls. I would have to agree with that. And they were trying to steal some alcohol from the murder victim's girlfriend. Uh, it, It just boggles the mind. And there was another extremely tragic event this week in Vaughn with the mass shooting at that condo by uh, the shooter was killed by police, but he killed five people, one person in hospital. He had a long-standing dispute with the condo board, a dispute that was thrown out of court, and his own daughters came out and said that they had cut off ties because he was violent and abusive. And, uh, you know, now uh, the residents of that condo have to deal with all of that. And for many of them, their lives will never be the same. They're losing loved ones and losing them just before the holiday. Okay, let us go to Susie in Toronto. Hello, Susie. Hi. Um, my only comment was I think our justice system is, is so lax, and I would like to say that I hope, I, I hope, although it won't happen, these, whatever they were, things that caused these, the killing of this man, I think they should get 40 years. And I don't think they should get out of prison for a long, long time because of what they did, but they won't. And that's the unfortunate part. They're juveniles. Uh, I think the maximum is three years. I yeah, have to well, check they, that. If I had my way, they'd stay there forever. But anyway, that's how I feel. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, thank you. I am looking at the clock, and it is time for our first break. Before we go to break, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And here's another thing that we were talking about this week and that remains unresolved, and that is the case of the shop teacher at Oakville Trafalgar High School uh, who wears huge prosthetic breasts with protruding nipples uh, and uh, a thin T-shirt. And according to the school board, which has not done anything about it, it is a human rights issue as opposed to a dress code issue. And there are a lot of people who have a lot to say about that when we come back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
Fight back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, the last free-for-all Friday before Christmas. And this week we reported on a very interesting survey on religion, and it found that Canadians, for Canadians, the number of Canadians who say that religion is very important to them is actually going up while it is going down in the U.S., even though there are fewer people who feel that way in Canada. And it's not so much organized religion because only a very small percentage of people actually go to their church or synagogue or temple or gurdwara or mosque on a regular basis, say once a week. So that's 15%. And Tony wants to talk about religion. Hello, Tony. How are you, Libby? Fine. How are you? Okay, I wanted to call you the other day when you had this topic on, when my phone battery died, and I watched it throw it across the street. Anyway, um, I've got no problem with religion at all. If it wasn't for my grandmother really pushing it on us, I wouldn't even know who God is. Um, I'm very grateful for that. I'm very spiritual, um, but my thinking is all the young people, um, like interfaith, I've got no problem with that either. Um, getting together and having children. Now, these children growing up later on in life, they're going to wonder, like, where, where do I belong? They're going to have that sense of, you understand what I'm trying to get at? Oh, yeah, that's uh, the, the kind of thing that, that our parents used to say, uh, you know, at the prospect of an interfaith marriage, um, they can work very well. You have people who celebrate both. You have people who celebrate none. And, uh, just carry on. Yeah. Just carry on. And, and the kids, the people, uh, at the end of the day, they do decide who they are and what they believe in. And it's interesting, you know, uh, my, the only kids in our family are my niece and nephew. And, uh, my brother, of course, is Jewish and his former partner is not. And, uh, my nephew, is Jewish and my niece is not. And there you go. That is their decision. They're now adult age and people make their decisions. Yeah. It's like my mom, she's got a cousin. We're Italian. Yeah. And um, very deeply rooted. Um, But she married a Jew. Yeah. He was Jewish and she had, she converted. And I guess the parents, her parents, my aunt, my great aunt and uncle, had a problem with it at first, but they began to, you know, to accept it. And his parents, the same thing. Um, I guess, I, I don't, like, I, I'm scared to open my mouth sometimes because I say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Well, well yeah, you should right watch, watch I what you say. Wording, you know, it's, um, it's, it's very interesting with that, too. There are a lot of people who consider themselves atheists, and uh, they are pretty adamant about that. And, you know, people, people convert for various reasons. But I, I, I had dinner with a good friend of mine this week, and she and her husband were both raised Catholic. 
and but they d- don't believe and they raised their five children to be basically nothing <laughs> and one of the daughters just got married married a jewish guy and his family wanted her to convert and my friend her mother said what's the big deal like do it it'll make life easier and she said no i am an atheist and that's what i believe and and she didn't so there's all kinds of i think we just have to accept just people accept and what exactly. they believe in like it's so hard like especially you, i get scared to open my mouth like i say cuz you're going to offend somebody. No right. matter who it is, in a minute, somebody's going to get offended for what you say. Whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing. So you have to be careful how you word it. You see, I was, I grew up in the 70s and 80s. I went to school back in the 70s and 80s. And it's hard for me to like try to get along with, with kids now because the way they think and my thinking, like my ideology from back then is gone. It's yeah, very hard it's to a find different people world. who think like us. The world, the world has changed. All I can say, I think that tolerance is a very good thing, and you have to respect people's own decisions, especially when it comes to something like religion. Yeah. And the other side of it, we're seeing a horrible explosion of anti-Semitism. We have Islamophobia. It's like people just why? relax about That's what this. I don't understand. Why? Just let people be, right? Exactly. Let people be and let people enjoy the holiday. Tony, thank you for your Libby, call. I would love to spend the day just shooting the breeze with you. Okay, you know? well, you know, we, this, the, <laughs> we have other people who are waiting to talk. Merry Christmas to you. Tony, and let us go to Alex in Niagara. Hello, Alex. Hey, how you doing? Fine. How are you? Good, good. Happy holidays, Libby. Thank you. Uh, just calling uh, to put my little two cents on in on the stabbing that happened with the uh, teenage kids. Yep. Um, being uh, 28 years old myself, I'm not too far off from when I was a teenager, and I could tell you that a lot of the stupid mistakes that I made in my life had a lot to do with influences around me, lack of uh, uh, lack of guidance from uh, a father figure, and uh, would also be a, a combination of of what it is that I grew up watching and listening to, what I thought was cool and to to, to fit in and blend in. So, um, from my understanding, there was quite a few teenagers that were involved in this. Eight and. And, and when you're around a certain group of people and you're under a certain type of influence and, and, and you grow up really thinking that, you know, the only way to show that you're, uh, you're, you're powerful is to be a part of something that even sometimes you don't even agree with yourself, but it's just, you're in that situation. You want to be, you want to be, you want to be known, right? Were you, were you uh, part of, of some kind of gang when you were growing up? Uh, no, I was never a part of a gang, but I did have a few gang member friends, and I did hang around the wrong crowd at at a certain amount of time. So, and did your parents? Uh, did your did your did your mother know? My mother sitting right next to me. She did and didn't know. I mean, what are you going to do to your to 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 a kid who's going to go out and do whatever he wants when he has the freedom to? Anyways, my mother worked twelve hour shifts, yeah. and my father was was separated with my mother. He worked. Um, really long hours as well doing real estate. And I was in Niagara. He was in Toronto. So how is he going to keep a, keep an eye on me as well? Right. I'll do whatever I want to do when I'm, when you're a certain age, especially in your teenage, the late teenage years, you think you're, you're approaching your twenties, 
you think that really the world is in your hands and no one can tell you what to do. You feel kind of notorious, right? And how did you get sorted out? Well, just uh, um, a lot of it happened very recently. Uh, you know, having my daughter made a big impact in my life. Congratulations, and, um, yeah. Just, 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 getting, just really getting bored of uh, being around things that I found. Because, you see, when you hang out with a certain group of people, like I said, I bet, I bet you half of those kids that were involved in that, in that situation didn't even want to be involved in that in the first place. And it was the other kids that influenced them. You know what I mean? And, and now all of them are sitting down there going, oh, my God, what did I do, right? I, I, I'm 100% sure that very small pop of, I'm mean, sorry, very small a percentage of those kids uh, are, uh, are saying that I have no remorse for the situation. Most of them are probably like, what stupid BS did I just pull? Okay, Alex, thank you for that. The fact, though, is that we don't know. We don't know. I'm not sure that we will learn about it because there are juveniles involved and they are protected by the courts. But uh, that's some interesting insight from somebody close to that age who's uh, been in, uh, you know, not quite that situation, but some situations. But like I said, we don't really know what was going on. Margaret in North York also wants to talk about those girls. Hello, Margaret. Hi, how are you? We're fine. Go ahead. Uh, I was listening to Tony, and um, I'm born in uh, 1949. And let me tell you, like you say, it's quite a different world. And it's not so easy to adjust. And my mother had just come to the country, and she didn't have a lot of English. But uh, she made sure to see that she could take charge of, I came from a small family, and uh, she knew where we were. I bet she was probably stricter than some of your friends. Oh, yes. I think. uh, (laughs) Whose parents were not immigrants. I'm a gentle person, and uh, it's. It's gone too far because it's like, uh, and I'm still trying to sort that out. I'm scared. I'd be uh, scared to be among these people, and I don't like the swearing and and the slap on the wrist, and and we're and it's like hard to know what to do. And my holiday is being spent just. Staying in my apartment, I've got no whatever you call it, whether it be uh, the Koran, the Hanukkah bush, the Christmas tree in my apartment. Oh, so you're not religious? What does it prove? I mean, you know, uh, <clears throat> I'm not too sure about how to proceed with my finances, and... Uh, I have asked others, like, would you mind coming with me just for a bit of coffee? And they look at me and say, don't bother me. Doors slammed in my face. Uh, my children will do that for me. <laughs> Margaret, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah, and I, I hope mean, things... depending on one's needs. But I liked what Tony said because, uh, you know, uh, I... I'm grateful for every little thing that's... I'm first-generation Canadian, and yet I have people say to me, 
well, why aren't you more up in this world? Like, and I'm, I haven't been to the States in a long, and I think consumerism is part of the problem. Why aren't you buying and buying? But it doesn't make necessarily life much more enjoyable or loving or peaceful. Uh, that's a good thought for Christmas. Let's move away from the consumerism and also uh, some of the things that Margaret said I found a little disturbing. I hope things get better for you, Margaret. And for the rest of us, uh, especially at the holidays, especially if people are socked in, there, you know, loneliness is a danger. So if you know somebody who is living alone and maybe doesn't have an easy time getting around, look in on them or at least give them a call uh, because loneliness is a big problem in our society. The pandemic made it worse and it's something to think about uh, more than consumerism, as Margaret said. Okay, the swarmers seem to be a big topic today. There's Laser in North York. Hello, Laser. Uh, hi, Libby. I like to say uh, this is a sad situation. I believe we are very uh, living in a confusion here. A lot of people are confused, especially young people. Uh, when they see uh, all kinds of uh, corruption and people getting away with all kinds of things, especially you know in the government or whatever else, it uh, makes them uh, confused and very angry. So this is just uh, they're acting out their frustration and anger. What they need, uh, young people, they need guidance. They need some kind of uh, role model example from their parents and from the government especially. This is uh, who are leaders, so to say. And uh, we have to remember that the future is in our hands. Do they want these girls? Uh, are they making better future next day, next uh, like now they did this, whatever? The, are they happier now? Uh, is there more uh, goodwill and uh, like peace and uh, uh, so to say in the world uh, when they did what they did? Yeah, they were angry, but uh, they made the world worse. So and they have to live with this. So we have to realize that future is in our hands. No matter how angry we are or whatever confused, we have to seek the, you know, like uh, some light in this darkness, so to say. And uh, since you are not anti-Christian, you're wishing people a Merry Christmas, all this. Jesus was a perfect example saying, follow me, I'm taking you to the better way, better way, I'm the way, so to say. This is what people need to hear and remind themselves and others in this Christmas coming day. And this is the way to a better world. The future is in our hands. We follow Jesus in the conservative ways, so to say, and the enlightened ways, or otherwise we're going the other way, the okay, Christ no, or sir. Antichrist. Thank you for your call. Um, yeah, uh, we need to help make the world uh, a better place. Uh, we have Rick in Toronto has been waiting quite patiently. Hi, Rick. I couldn't quite hear what the gentleman was saying a few seconds ago, but if he was saying that bringing back or, or not making Christianity um, a bad thing, that would be great for the nation. It would make the world a better place. I'm not saying to follow the Pope, who I think is misleading the flock, uh, nor Sunday, uh, worshiping on Sunday. It's supposed to be Saturday. But if I were not to have Christian vows at my foundation and core, I could be one of these people uh, misusing my smarts and abilities for evil purposes. And believe me, that would make this city and this world a worse place, which is the reason why we see the <clears throat> lack of moral compass and um, uh, normalization of uh, bad things. I guess you mentioned that guy that was allegedly murdered by six girls. Okay, thank you for that. And yes, uh, 
people who believe have uh, good values. Many of them have good values uh, at the base, and I think we all want good values, whether we believe in a religion or not. Um, okay. Uh, I am looking at the board. We'll get to our next callers in a moment, but I want to give you the numbers again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And it is a very snowy and stormy free-for-all Friday. I hope our listeners are snug at home uh, and obviously not calling from the road, though it's not quite that bad. As I look out the window, we're in Liberty Village, which is basically downtown Toronto. Uh, in other parts of the GTA, it is already quite bad. I'd like to hear from you if you've had to change some plans or if your loved ones had to change some plans because of the weather. And unfortunately, there are some very bad things that happened very recently, or at least were reported very recently, that people are talking about. And the chief among them is the very shocking arrest of eight teenage girls for swarming and the stabbing murder of a man in Toronto. And that is extremely disturbing. There was also that condo shooting. Uh, again, a man with a long-standing dispute that was thrown out by the courts, killing three members of the condo boards and two of their loved ones uh, at a condo in Vaughan. Very, very, very disturbing developments. And some people want to talk about Christmas and the spirit of Christmas and what values are underpinning Christmas. And that is a good positive thing to talk about. And I will take more of your calls and your comments on the other side of the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer, a free for all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this stormy, snowy, free-for-all Friday, and I hope everyone is safe at home listening to the radio. And uh, I hope that your Christmas plans have not been too disrupted by this storm, which is uh, picking up even here in downtown Toronto. The number is to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's hear from Barry in North York. Hello, Barry. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? I'm good. Um, I just heard Margaret, and I just kind of feel that she sounds like she needs a friend. She sounds like she needs someone to talk to, understand, because she sounds lonely. I'd be willing to give my contact information to Steve, your producer, if she wants to call back. Uh, okay. Um, all right. That's very nice. Thank you. And my message for everybody this Christmas holiday season is, Let's try to be a little bit more compassionate, a little more considerate, a little more understanding and tolerant and just love people a little bit more. 
Yeah, that's a good thought. Thank you, Barry. Uh, and it's true. Christmas can be a very lonely time. I mean, loneliness in general is a big problem in our society because we don't necessarily have the kinds of communities that we have before. And uh, especially because of the pandemic and everything else, it can be difficult to keep in touch. And, you know, yesterday... When we were talking to our municipal panel, I, uh, Karen Stentz, one of our panelists, uh, she got quite upset because it, it, it's her first Christmas without her dad. And my heart goes out to people who uh, are having the holiday without family members that they've lost. That's very difficult. And, you know... Um, I don't know what to say. I'll take a call from Ian on Highway 407. Hello, Ian. Hi, how are you? First time caller. Oh, wait, you get the bell. There you go. Now, it, it says you're on Highway 407. I, w- I want to make sure that you're in a safe place to talk. Yeah, yeah, I've got Bluetooth, so okay. not a problem. Go and how, how, 401. How is the driving there? Ah, a little slower than usual. I live in Waterloo, and I I left my house at uh, 20 to 10 this morning, and I'm not quite at the 401 and 418. Uh, it's slow, but is it? It does it feel slippery and and nasty or uh, okay? Uh, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. <laughs> I just wanted to say the reason I'm on the road is. I lost my wife just uh, a little over two years ago, and this will be my third Christmas without her. And I can't stay at home by myself. I'm off to my daughter's in Kingston for Christmas. I'm very sorry to hear that, and um, glad that you have a family to go to, even though you're driving through this uh, is yeah, not I'm, easy. Yeah, I'm lucky. I got four kids and ten grandkids. So. Wow, you are rich in grandkids. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's very difficult for people who have lost loved ones at this time. I get that. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But she was not, she was not only my wife, she was my best friend. Yep. But, uh, I wish you a Merry Christmas with your family and enjoy your children and grandchildren. Thank you very much. And you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Back to the teenage girls, Barbara and Hamilton. Hello, Barbara. And hello, Libby. Best of ever, best of the season, and thank you for taking my call. Go ahead. I just wanted to say that from what I've been hearing, it appears as if they sort of planned this whole thing to do this. And I know there are juveniles, but I don't think in this case they should be treated as such. I think what they did is a really, really, really serious thing, and the message should be sent to the other kids, because a lot of them think we can commit a crime. We're juveniles. They're not going to do too much to us. And there's been too much of this swarming going on. We don't get it on the news, but I hear it in my neighborhood, and I see it in my neighborhood. Well, again, we don't know what was planned. I I think they probably planned to steal some liquor. Um, I don't know if, I mean, it's a stretch to say that murder was in the plans. Um, Again, we don't 
really know. There were 13-year-old girls involved. They are very young, but there was at least one 16-year-old, and, and that person may end up getting tried as an adult. That's an option. Uh, but uh, it is just a horrible, horrible story. It really is. And maybe they didn't plan to to kill him, but they sure as heck planned to build to beat somebody up. I mean, they they came almost prepared to do some mischief. Otherwise, why would they be sort of from all over the city rather than from a neighborhood where they hang out together? Uh, again, we don't, we don't know. I know, know. we don't know. <laughs> we don't know, and so we should suspend judgment on certain things. I think this things. is such a serious thing that they should be cons- it should be considered that they be all charged as adults rather than as juveniles. Uh, I would be very surprised if a 13-year-old <laughs> is charged as an adult. Barbara, well, thank you. Well, you know, what? this is years and years ago. There was a situation in Great Britain where two very young boys killed a, a was it a two or a three year old a little boy yes yeah and they they ended up being charged as adults so yeah. it is possible uh in britain it was anyway barbara thanks for your call and merry christmas okay uh we have a couple of different topics coming up denise denise and vaughn you want to talk about the teacher, the Oakville teacher with the, the prosthetic breasts showing. Uh, yes, this, I listened to the show a couple of days ago and uh, I, I wanted to call in, but I didn't realize it was a um, shorter time. So here's my chance. <laughs> um, I wanted to say when my kids went to school, there was a dress code enforced and kids were sent home if it wasn't respected. Uh, they were told... We're here to educate the kids, and kids are here at school to be educated. And violating the dress codes is a distraction um, to education. It takes away from educating the kids. That becomes the distraction becomes the focus. Takes away too much time. Um, so I agree completely with Stephen Lecce for putting his foot down. Uh, one of the speakers said Lecce did that just for political points, but he did his job. It's time to get back to educating instead of this, this just attention-grabbing stuff. And everyone should have rights, but it's going too far, and it's imposing on others' rights. Um, I know students have told me that uh, some kids identify that they're dragons at school, and if you don't participate in it, you're treated like you're racist. And um, um, it's like if you don't agree with whatever they come up with, your rights are shunned. So we've lost um, we've lost what it's really about. Everyone should have rights and should not be imposing on other people. Okay, thank you for that, Denise. And uh, in case you missed the show when we were talking about this, two of our panelists, our recovering politician panel, were very adamant that the school board was probably doing all it could and that it was probably based on sound legal advice. And a lot of people disagree. So the question is, is this an issue of, of human rights for a transgender person or is it just an issue of a dress code? So, I mean, I would think it's a dress code because uh, if you had somebody, a woman, 
showing up to work like that, she would probably be sent home. She would have to just cover up a bit. You know, uh, nobody's saying that this teacher can't have uh, their prosthetic breasts, but just, uh, you know, cover them up when you're teaching. But uh, Caroline in Halliburton also has something to say about this. Hi, Caroline. Hello. Thanks for taking my call and happy holidays. Thank you. Same to you. Um, I I guess I was I came to say much of what you have just said and what the previous caller has said also. It's not about rights. It's about respectful, appropriate behavior on the part of the teacher. And like you said, if a female teacher had come to school dressed that way, it would be a whole different conversation. Uh, Teachers sign an agreement, or there is an agreement when they take the job about their behavior, about uh, being respectful, and doing nothing that's controversial or arousing, that type of thing. Just a minute, is that in all school boards or just the Catholic school board? I believe it's in all school boards. I am not part of the Catholic school board, but I have a lot of friends that are teachers and principals, and they're all appalled. (laughs) And they don't agree with what's been done so far. And they say it is about behavior. It's got nothing to do with this person being trans. It has to do with the way they are behaving in the classroom. And that is what should be addressed. That's really the issue. And I have a friend that's trans, and they are upset because they say that this person has made a joke of a very serious situation where they are fighting for acceptance. And this just makes them um, look silly. I would agree with that. It totally undermines what they are going through. And it means people make fun of them and don't take them seriously. So I don't understand why this person did it, but that's not the issue. The issue is that they should be treating the behavior and not anything to do with trans or rights. Okay. Thank you very much. uh, Merry Christmas, Caroline. Thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, um, again, it's a matter of whether you think it's a human rights issue or you're getting legal advice that it is, but for a lot of people, it's just making them shake their heads. Okay. Anne and Lindsay, how is the storm affecting you? Hi, Libby. Hi. It's affecting me horribly. I am what is known as a walking barometer. Whenever it storms, I can predict it's coming, number one, and I can predict the intensity of it. This is going to be a very bad storm. Um, I had the same talent in the summer when that big, horrible storm came through in June. I was out for my walk, and I came back, and I said to my husband, I feel horrible. I can't figure it out because the sun was shining, blue sky, et cetera, et cetera. Wham, it was one of the worst storms, obviously, of the summer. Well, this one here, too, last night, just getting ready for bed. I started feeling really lousy, like someone's pushing on my head. It goes across my chest, down my legs, down my arms. I feel almost like dizzy. I feel um, like people think, oh, you're having a heart attack or a stroke. It's nothing to do with that. It's totally related to the barometer. And right now, it feels like I have a ton of bricks sitting on the top of my head as I look out the window, and it's quite a blizzard going on at this point with the blowing snow. Well, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I guess it's uh, what they call atmospheric pressure affecting you, but... Yeah. 
That's uh, what's affecting me, the barometric I, pressure. I hope 100%. it passes. And my mother was the same way. She could sit there in the middle of summer and say, there's going to be a horrible storm this afternoon. It'll be blue sky, no clouds. And sure enough, two hours later, bang, it was a horrible storm. So <laughs> some people call it a talent and say, you better get a job at the Weather Network. But anyways, <laughs> well, who I needs a meteorologist, Arlene? Thank you very much for your call and Merry Christmas. Okay, we still have a few minutes left. Uh, Robin Hamilton, you want to talk about the green belt? Uh, the green belt, yeah. Hi, uh, I've just got a few questions there, um, but actually I'll narrow it down to the one there. The green belt, which is where they all... Hello? And now, are you are you getting me? Are you hearing me? Just start again and, and make it pretty brief, please. Okay, yeah. I'm about the green belt, uh, Mr. Ford decided to go against what we've already decided, that they weren't going to touch that. Uh, I have questions for Mr. Ford. One of them is, uh, what does democracy mean to you? What does trusted servant mean to you? And what does integrity mean to you, Mr. Ford? And that's all i got to say, really. Okay. Pretty simple. Okay, yeah. Um, one of the things that is being explored and investigated is that some developers... It, this was protected land and some developers bought it and they stand to make billions of dollars. So were they tipped off? At first, uh, the Minister of Municipal Affairs kind of fudged that. And then he said, no, we didn't tip them off. So is it just that these developers were smart enough not to believe Doug Ford when he said he would not touch the green belt? Or, you know, did they, what did they know that we don't know? And that is one of the things that is really a big question mark with all of that. And by the way, the Ford government issued regulations very quietly this week and releasing the first 9,000 hectares, which are now unprotected land, which used to be protected land. And let us go to Josh in Toronto. Hello, Josh. Hi, Libby. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? I'm okay. I just basically wanted to say I hope everyone has a, a great Christmas and they uh, stay safe in the storm. You know, I know it's I know it's pretty brutal, but it is Canada. We've had we've had winter storms before. It's been a while, but I think we'll make it through it. Yeah, it's true. It's Canada. It's December. It's the winter, and we have storms. And Josh, I wish uh, you a Merry Christmas, Happy Thank Holidays, you. whatever, and, and stay safe, you and everyone else. You as well. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, um, we are uh, heading very rapidly towards the end of the show. I'm going to be off next week. And I want to wish everyone a very happy and safe holiday. And we will be back here. And when we're back here, when I'm back here, I'm sorry, <laughs> others will be here. When I am back here, it will be 2023. And let us hope that 2023 is a better one than this past year. And that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. And don't forget to tune in for the best of Fight Back on Monday and Tuesday, where you will be reminded of the top stories of the year. It is a very interesting two shows. That's it. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.